perfect. What's going on, every guys? Howdy. So, Rob, did you get any? Uh, another get day, anybody another day in the freezer. Yeah, no, it's cold. Did you get anybody uh, hitting your DMs after you uh, you uh, pulled out your underwear on cam? Anybody there sliding was those a few DMs? Comments. <laughs> I had a couple. Yeah, nobody yes. was sliding into your DMs though. Do no, you know what that no. means? No, I have no idea. <laughs> have you figured out what podcast is yet? I do not know what DMs are. <coughs> Demilitarized zones. That, was a, that would be a DMZ. Yes. Well, I was close. <laughs> well, were you though? Mike, do you know what? You have to know what DM is. Drama matching. Direct message. There it is. There it is, Rob. DMs. Direct messages. And where would I find those? In your messages. In your messages. My, I'd find those on my Facebook your page. Messages is probably a good place to look. Yeah. I, I guess you could also just wait till 3 a.m. after the podcast. And I'm pretty sure you had about 14 people that were probably slide right on in there. Well, I, I know I shared it. And that I don't do very, very often. So, yeah, yeah, you support what we do very well, Rob. You know, it's just a bummer. And we're hoping to get uh, Mr. Telfer in here at some time. And we're hoping to get Melina Muck in here too, as uh, if he's able to join from uh, Jim has said he's got some baby duties. Yeah, and he said uh, he he can only handle one of them. He couldn't handle the the other four of the base. So he, you know, he was I don't know. That was a, that was a rude thing he said. I didn't like it. He that. Mike, are you going to talk to me that way? Well, you know, I think you can, you can just kick them right off of your top 10 ranked show and influencers <laughs> and pool. Yeah, that, there you go. You know, you know, what's, you know what's pretty cool, actually, uh, Pinozo? There was um, – so uh, Madison Magazine found out somebody, one of the listeners, I think Rob Miller, reached out to them and uh, told them about the list that we made and that uh, we were able to uh, interview – Jason Shaw, and they actually want to interview the podcast now and oh, be nice. part of Billiard Madison, uh, Madison Magazine. Oh. I have no idea what it is. Very nice. So that's kind of neat. That's making great. some uh, make some strides. There you go. Well, publicity is good publicity. Well, why don't we get jumping right into the podcast today? That sounds like fun. Uh, what do we want to talk about first? Do we want to talk about the matchroom schedule first? Sure, you had um, that up. Yeah, we, we, we certainly covered a lot of that last time, but I think there's a lot more to it. Um, you know, they, they've added a couple of events since they came out with their first um, uh, announcement. And uh, they added two U.S. events and another European event, which kind of surprised me. Uh, what was the European event that they had? Because I thought that they were really going to lay off they're going to lay off other U European events until they got three or four more U.S. events added. They added the Kremlin Cup. Kremlin ah, Cup that makes switched, sense. Uh, they would switch to nine ball, switch to nine ball, and uh, and be part of the group. And then two uh, NBL National League events uh, from New Jersey. So the, the events they added weren't big money events, but. You know, they're tied into the before and after other events that are on the schedule, which is smart. So it gives players something else to kind of uh, enter to, you know, get on board with, to get in stroke with for the big events. I think next year, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some minimums on prize money, total prize money and added prize money. And uh, then it'll be a little bit tough for people like the NBL and, uh, and Euro Tours to stay in the mix. That's, that's the whole idea, is to make, get promoters to want to be part of the list. And be a part of this list, you have to come up with some decent money. So we'll see how that goes. So do you think that that's a promoter issue, or do you think that's a sponsor at the end of the day? Mike? Can you hear me? He's trying to work his way in here. Can, hey, can you see me? We can't no. see you, but we can hear you. Okay, let me, so, well, so well, let me, try, to, let me try to refresh. Sorry, guys. You've got a lot of black right. on. So, Pinoza, let me ask you this question. Do you think that that is going to be an issue that falls on the sponsors or the organizers? 
Uh, the organizers. The organizers, the organizers. Of, of each event. More of each event. So, um, you know, if they want to be on it, they're going to have to guarantee that money when they make their pitch to Matchroom to be part of the equation, right? So to be able to make that pitch and to guarantee that money, they have to have their sponsors on board already. So it's certainly not going to be up to Matchroom to find everybody their sponsor. It's going to be up to each event. And uh, so it's just a matter of, uh, you know, can, can some promoters in the U.S. And, and Europe develop some sponsors to, to start coming up with $50,000 added tournaments and higher? Uh, that would be the goal, I would think, to be on the list. That's where you'd want to be, uh, at least at that level and higher. The thing that this doesn't even address at all, I think, uh what this doesn't address at all is, you know, in the next couple of years, you got to assume that they want Asia to be part of this equation too, right? You know, You'd like to have everywhere. To a certain Australia. Extent, I kind of, uh, so I think, I think, I think to a certain extent, they got a little bit of a break in the first year because of COVID, uh, where they could get this thing off the ground and running, and really only have to deal with the U.S. and Europe before trying to bring in the entire world. But now they can kind of take a couple baby steps and add in Europe, add in New Zealand, add in Australia, whoever wants to have an event. And then you start to manipulate a calendar so that you're in this part of the world for these couple of months, you're in this part of the world for these couple of months, yep. and you're not zips, you know, zigzagging back and forth. That's, that's the ideal. But this is going to be, you know, Emily always says, you know, five years down the road, but I like to see it three years down the road. Yeah, hopefully that's what we're going to see. Well, we got uh, yeah, Mike joining. How's it going, Mike? I got to agree with that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was a little late, guys. I thought we were jumping on at, at, at the 30. <laughs> My bad. Nah, you're all good. We'll just start calling you Dimitri. We'll just start calling, we'll just start calling you Dimitri. So you're all good. Yeah, I'm dogging it. It's all good. <laughs> so how's the uh, how's the so, event? So, how's so Derby? give us a... Uh, yeah. yeah, everything so far. I mean, it's barely the uh, the calm before the storm, so to speak. Uh, I think Banks is kicking off already. The Bigfoot's already uh, one match underway. So, Fetter's uh, picking up right where he left off. Uh, just demolished Ruiz. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so far, it's like everyone's kind of piling in here. There's a bit of a buzz in the room. You know, I think everyone uh, – you know, was really excited seeing how we missed out on the event last year. So, um, but yeah, it's going great so far. Yeah, I heard that the uh, I heard that the numbers are really big. That they're, you know, almost to what their limit would be for the nine ball already. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. And I mean, you can you can tell the effects of Matchroom having this a uh, ranking event. You can see it with the with the caliber of players that are here. That I haven't been here every year. I've been here one time, so I'll just say that full disclosure. But the one time I was here, um, it wasn't like this. You know, there's players from all over the world that are here. A lot of Europeans. Uh, I believe I saw. Um, uh, well, I mean, obviously Double J's here already as well. I believe Emily said she'll be out here later on this week, um, and then uh, the European coach is also here. So. A lot of eyes keeping an eye on what's going on, you know, in, in the next seven days. Uh, it'll really have a footprint to how the rest of the year is going to go. Yeah. Look, there's a number of Europeans there who haven't been there for a while. You know, guys who or, or ever. like forever, like Albin. Um, so, yeah, right. so it, it's, it's great to see. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, they're all fighting, especially on the European side, they're really fighting for, you know, I'd say maybe two or three spots, you know. <laughs> so um, it'd be, it's going to be really interesting to see what but, I mean, they the handle American the format. Side, I mean, it's... With those Europeans, like the, the, the Europeans, I, I well, mean, there I mean, are no, I, think it's more I don't like, think there are events like this. Uh, the Dern, Dern City, I think, is kind of a knockoff of uh, the Derby City yeah. over there. So that's a little bit close. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of these Europeans have played in this event before, so they know what it's like. Uh, a lot of them haven't. But, you know, like Mike said, I mean, that's a, that's a dogfight for those European players to look for, you know, there's going to be a couple of spots in the, in the Whirlpool Masters, there's going to be a couple of spots in the World Cup of Pool. 
There's only been a couple spots that are going to be guaranteed for them at the, at the Moscone Cup. So it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a dogfight this year, right, Mike? Well, I mean, and it, if it ends up being what Emily said, it, it will be. You know, this is the beginning of how 23 will be shaped up, right? Because 23 should essentially be based off of a full calendar of actual play, no more of the quote-unquote politics of it, you know. Um, and I think they'll go. I think it's something like for the Masters, something like 20 and four, like 20 spots from the rankings, and then maybe four that are going to be wild cards. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is the beginning of of, um, of what these guys are going to be playing for for the next two years. You know, starting starting this week. So, I mean, it it can be understated and. Yeah, like I said, I mean, you can really see it with the guys that are here. Everyone seems to be real hungry. Um, I mean, besides the payday and everything else and the buzz and the action and it's derby and all that, um, it seems like there's more of a prestige now that Mantum's kind of made it a ranking event, you know, uh, more proper, so to speak. So, Any, any noticeable people missing? No. Besides I mean, me? Yeah, well, yeah, you you definitely should have been here. Actually, yeah, all of you guys should have been here. But um, no, I mean, I was surprised to go and see you know Billy here, um, but he's a defending one pocket champion, so I was really glad to go and see him. Um, I was able to chat with him for a few minutes, which was good. Um, but no, I mean, nobody that that stands out, Mike. You know, I, but I think on the American side, especially, I mean, it's wide open. You know, yeah. I don't think anybody's I don't think anybody's spot is secure. And not just from a Moscone Cup standpoint, but when you think about a matchroom standpoint of having the Americans show up, you would think Shane and Sky are going to be automatics. But let one of these kids go and have a breakout year, you know, and they're going to force their hand. Yeah. I can't argue with that. And hoping it happens. Yeah. We need it. We need the well, I mean, a, a little bit of pressure and putting some heat on these guys at the top is, is important for the game, I think. You know, and even from the European standpoint, I mean, you would think Albin's a lock. You would think Jason's a lock. Josh, right? Those would be guys that I would say are, are, are have a pretty good shot at making the Moscone Cup. But I don't think any of them feel that way. You know, I think all of them are just used to having to go out there and, and earn it and play well, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Have, so, you seen, uh, have, you seen, have you seen the goat play yet? He's hit pretty sporty, Mike. Last time I seen him, you know, he's been playing, uh, even playing some matches leading up to it, uh, leading up to this event. And it wasn't like I, how I saw him uh, two years ago. You know, two years ago, it seemed like he was just a shell of himself. It's not the same, you know, which is great because you would think like two years later, it would just be that much worse, right? But it really wasn't. Um, I mean, how special would it be if you were to go in and make some waves here, right? If he goes and make and, – and on four-and-a-half-inch pockets playing one pocket, he's certainly capable, you know? Here's a question for you. Here's a question for you that uh, I, I've seen around on Facebook the last few days. Why isn't Sky playing the big – the big the big foot? You know, I really don't know how they go and – Offer it invitational wise, or you know, if players got to be proactive and reach out, there's like Max is head scratching. I don't, I don't understand yeah. how Max is playing. In, good for Max, in Big good for him. Got, when, 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 when you got Lechner here, Alvin. you got Albin here, Alvin. you got Sky here Sky. on the sidelines. I mean, you got some pretty big names that are on the sidelines, and we got Max Everly out there. And no disrespect to him, but I mean, Dennis, that, that's kind of the other thing. Dennis is hitting them great. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that I think are deserving. But, I mean, aside from that, um, no, I mean, I think it's pretty – Is Aloysius Yap there? I think He's not, pretty, right? No, no. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think no. so. Yeah. But, I mean, even even always here, you know? So, it's like there's a lot of guys yeah, Nayuki that Oye would have been great. gone and, and put in that spot. Who doesn't want to see Naoki Oi play? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. Tell me who. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, you got you got Jason here, who's defending champion. He's kind of got, he's got like a, a air about him, man. Like when he's in the room, there's a like there's an excitement about him after what he accomplished uh, this week, you know. So yeah. I'll be I'll be honest. Like after the my first year here a couple of years ago, I really wasn't expecting much, and, and I really wasn't looking forward to it. It's completely different now that I'm here, 
you know, there's an excitement about it that um, wasn't here a couple of years ago. So, yeah, it's I'm hoping for a really special week, but it's just the beginning. It's going to be a long grind. I mean, I went to bed early yesterday, but I mean, players were up all night and they'll be up all day and all night again tonight. So, um, yeah, hopefully it'll be a great week of pool. Are, are you going to be doing any commentary there, Mike? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I'll try to I'll try to do whatever content that I can, you know, um, but I don't have anything, you know, planned otherwise. But hopefully we can go and try to bring like a different experience of Derby to everybody back home, you know, as far as they'll as they'll let me. I'll put it like that. <laughs> OK, sure. Yeah, that's that's the trick is they want to give up their content to other people. Unfortunately, yeah, that's another way it is. It's a little bit tough, you know, but yeah. um, we're going to do our best, man, you know, and yep. um, yeah, I'll stay busy. Yeah. All right. So, so I'll jump into the main topic. Okay with that. Yeah. Let, uh, let's sure. talk into, uh, let's jump into yeah. Rayuto Gomez and, and, uh, and uh, Efren Reyes. We haven't talked about, we touched on a little bit with Jade, but like Jason just deserved his own time and like we had to that there. So. What? Who wants to start? Does anybody? Does anybody have a strong desire to start? Normally, Jim would Jim. Yeah, Jim, Jim would go. Jim would go dead yeah. off right now for sure. Yeah, can Jim you, would. Can you Jim explain would go the situation, or you don't have the tape there to show, do you? Well, I, I don't have it available. To, the, the situation is, they're not at uphill hill, playing for a couple thousand dollars, like three or four thousand or something like that. And Rayuto Gomez has kind of a testy three ball. It's, it goes into like a quarter of a pocket. It's not very much at all. And the six ball's hanging over the jaws of the pocket ball. They're playing 10 ball. Rayuto Gomez very, very clearly calls the 10 ball. I don't think that anybody's defending that. He didn't defend it himself. In fact, the only thing that he said when he was defending himself is nobody would say anything to me because they knew I'd break their arms if they did. A guy who's 87 pounds is telling you he's going to break his arms. All right, that's great. So he misses the three ball, makes the six ball, and then keeps shooting right away as if he called the six ball. Completely lying. He, everyone knows. But there's a language the barrier there. There is a language, there's a language barrier. barrier there's a language barrier. There is. Between Efren and, and Ray. Yes. Of course, Efren's native language is not English. Uh, as far as I know, he speaks it okay. Not phenomenal. He speaks okay. Uh but Reyes, uh, does not speak it very well at all, at all, from my understanding. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Reyes actively makes the hell, choice. I think what the hell was that is pretty universal language. Yeah, it right. is, Mike. <laughs> so, if you jump up and say, what the f are you doing? You know, pretty much people understand well, and, and this kind of gets to Aaron Reyes as a player, right? Especially at this point in his career. It's like he's probably the most laid back, goofy, have fun, let's just like hit some balls around and have a good time with it type of player that you possibly find, especially at the point in his career. But he was always that way. Like you, you can find a million videos of Earl doing crazy things or even Johnny getting a little worked up. You can't find it anything with Efren going off at any point in time. The guy is just super chill and relaxed. Like, he's not jumping up. Like, he's trusting Rayuto to do the right thing. And what Rayuto did was blatantly cheat, shoot fast so that he could get away with it. Go on, but Mike. I think he kind of like, he kind of looked up, like, waiting to be called on it. But here's my issue with that, with that whole sequence of events is that you can't wait until the man goes and hits two more balls to finally go and open your mouth, right? If you're going to call somebody out or you're going to go and call a foul on somebody or whatever it may be, you got to go and do it. You can't, you cannot go and wait and then go and say, and that's the reason why once he got called on it, he says, why am I being called on it? Because you know what? It already been two balls later. Now I'll give, I'll also give credit to the fact that after all the Facebook you know, needling, and it was well-deserved. At least he went on there and said, you know what? I messed up. Like, I didn't do the right thing. Did he I give the money back? Differently. Did he give the money back? Well, he didn't get any money that night, though. They stopped play, and then they picked it up and started over the night, the night after, or two days after, something like that. So, so him that night, because it was, I think it was like Hill Hill. No, 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 because, so... 
they stopped it at that at that point. So he didn't get any money that night. They okay. came back and played it over again a day or two later, whatever it was. And then he wins, and he wins, you know, fair and square with the referee there, um, in in Gary. And um, yeah, I mean, I I think like number one, how dumb can you be to go and do that when you got the entire room watching you? When you got On a camera stream. that's right there, that's right there, pointed down towards the table. Um, does the guy pull moves, and is he known to have a terrible reputation? One thousand percent, you know. But it's like you can't just go and crucify him. If the guy goes and owns up to it, and he says, "I I made a mistake," you know, like that's all you can go and ask from at that point. And for all these people and saying like he ought to be black blacklisted and never give him action again, listen. The guy, the guy does not play great, and he likes to bet high. That's like every pro's dream right there, you know? He bets high, and he doesn't always run out. So he's going to get played for as long as, 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 as he is. I think he only plays a little bit better than I do, don't, right? Is that, like, I mean, Fargo yeah. Rice, he's and just I, a little yeah. over 700. Well, I mean, I, yeah, and when I say that, I only say that based off of, like, a pro scale. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah so of course. It's not yeah. like... Like, I mean, he, he plays decent. He's a great player compared to me. But when you talk about all the monsters he goes and lines up with, I mean, that's why they want to go and play against him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I remember I mean, looking sure, up, like, he's, he's only like a, he's the like a 709 or something like that. Yeah, but I don't – I mean, he doesn't – he doesn't uh, get excited from playing, you know, tournaments, you know? Of so course, of course. He's just a money player. I mean, yeah, like, pri- like primarily. Oh. But, I mean, yeah, yeah it was – it wasn't a good look. For sure, I'm sure he. And I, I mean, obviously, he, he regrets it. Mike, what do you yeah, say? So I'll, yeah, you can go on. No, no, I, I you know, hundred percent. I mean, it's just a, a bad move and looks bad. And you know, it was a gambling match. You said he's just he's a gambling gam- match. He's a, he's a it's a gambling match, and he's a money player. And they don't usually have you know a hundred people and someone videotaping when they're playing those matches. So those guys are it's not unusual for some. Players of that ilk to be, you know, to look for edges, to cut corners, to cheat somebody out of something. I mean, that's. I don't. I. I no. I. I got to put it. Usually, usually no, in a gambling I, match, it's between the two players. Also, it's not between anybody else on the rail. It's not between any stake horse. Nobody else can go and open their mouth. I, I get the you there. But that's has different. to go and call the foul. So. That is not finding edges and cutting corners. I mean, I, sorry, I'm sorry, but I got I got I got like it's not like uh, Jeffrey DeLuna breaking Jeffrey DeLuna breaking nine inches outside the kitchen is cutting corners. I would say I don't know that that gives you a huge competitive advantage, but he did it anyways. Like this is like, like and, and this goes back to like did he, when I said did he give the money back and you said well he beat him fair and square. No, he didn't beat him fair and fair. And and I I got to push back on that too because like. Aaron wins that set from there. There's no way he doesn't win the set from there. Oh, I made him mad. I'm sorry, Pinozo. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, like, there's there's just no it's way that Aaron doesn't run out from there. And what, what, whether they're betting five nickels or they're buy, betting $5 million, the point is, is Aaron wins that set from there. So, at the end of the day, he cheats, and, like, that's it. Like, Aaron ends up at the set down when he should have been even. Like, they, he should have been even with him. You want to say he beat him the next day fair and square? Great. I'm okay with that. But that still only puts him even because Efren is running up from there. And it's just it's just such a bad look. It's just so disgusting to me. And like, if you want to do this against someone, like, I don't know. If you want to do this against, I don't know. It's different if you're doing it against Jeff DeLuna. Somebody like that who's, you know, he's he's been known to play on the edge of the rules. Or Corey Duell, like, like, the same way. But to do it to go like Efren, why you got to do it to Efren? Why? Like, so bad. It just drives me nuts. Rob, what do you think? Well, I'm not in favor of cheating. I know that. But there is a (laughs) – there definitely is and can be a language barrier. I've I've noticed it a little bit in my three-question play the last four years. There's a lot of Hispanics that play three cushion, and and I actually ran into uh, playing a fellow named uh, Tomateo, uh, a Hispanic player, and, and he was about to shoot my ball, and and I wanted to stop him from doing that, and I I said sir sir a couple of times, and then I almost stood up, 
and I, everybody in the whole room heard me at one point and he and then he stopped what he was doing and turned around and looked at me and went well what's going on i said well you're about to shoot my ball and he came over to me and he put his hands on my shoulders and he said god bless you you're for being and stopping me from following committing a, a fall and and i've also noticed in three cushion that most of the time when you're about to shoot the wrong ball and your opponent misses it they won't let you fall they will tell you that you're about to do that uh, although not every time and when they don't say something then in the back of your mind you're going did they let me fall on purpose knowing that i'm about to make this easy point and maybe you might be on the hill or it has happened to me on the hill and and i have to think that they did not they just did not see that so uh and i've been in a lot of pocket pool matches over the last 50 years where a guy will think that you fall come up to the table and just move the balls around and grab the cue ball and and say hey you fouled and that's it now he's grabbed the ball now in your mind he's committed the fall and sometimes you're in that position where you want to say well i don't want to get in a fist fight at this point with this guy so i'm just going to back up instead of saying hey find me a tournament director find me somebody that can answer this question immediately so there's other factors that come into that play especially when there's just two people at the table now in this day and age with the streaming that changes things because there's a record of what happens but that doesn't change what happens at the moment what only thing that can change what happens at the moment is the other player that's it and if you just don't say anything then play goes on and it's too late i know in three cushion billiards if you shoot the wrong ball and you make three or four points and then your opponent notices that you've shot the wrong ball you get those points they don't take them away from you you just don't after get the last point, point after a certain point you select them you know and to me that's what happened in that spot but i mean was it a move for sure but you got to go and, and call it right away you know you can't let yes the guy absolutely go. immediately got to call it you know yeah stop sure. the play call it get your point across if you're the opponent yeah absolutely even if there's no ref there tournament director at hand otherwise it's, it's too just late. sad it's just really sad it I mean, is sad just a knuck he's a knucklehead for doing that for, 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 for doing that on a live stream and with the pool room full of fans going and and watching you play after him like if anything else he's at least guilty of being an idiot you know yeah yeah well we're not gonna it doesn't look like we, we react in, in uh, under different circumstances in different ways right it doesn't look like hitting jim in the the conversation but it looks like he's at least in the chat <laughs> that looks like a Jim comment he's feeding the baby hey josh yeah, exactly you, buddy he's playing he's playing uh he's playing uh dad dude right now so um i i mean i guess i've I said my my piece on that like i didn't even watch the second day like I don't want, like, if I never watch another Reyes Gomez match, I'll be, it'll be too soon. Like, I, I just, I just, I don't want to support somebody who does that kind of stuff, and it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. I, I don't like watching anything that has to promote that man's brand. So I'm, I'm kind of done with that match. I have nothing real else to say. Does anybody else have anything else to say on this? Nope. Well, he ain't making no. a Moscone Cup. I can promise you that. <laughs> It'd be hard being the man, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to uh, let's move on to the um, the Arkea Open, and for the second year in a row, Fedor Gorst wins that tournament. And I mean, was it? I, I think I saw a, a Fargo rate posted something. He's been playing over like an 850 or an 860 Fargo now for like six months in a row, like. Is is Fedor reaching a new level of high that we've never seen in this game? I mean, it's a little early to say that. Like six months of eight sixty, 
That's sick. And it, yeah, Molina I think might put you. I, 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 I think it's a bit premature still. I think the jury's still out, at least for my money. And I love the kid. He's cold-blooded, and not just when it comes to tournament play, but when it comes to, uh, you know, gambling. And uh, he's a special, special talent. But I can't put him in that kind of tier yet. I mean, like, I, I think he's a top-tier player. Let me say that. But, I mean, like, as far as results-wise, I still need to see more because it's not like how I saw Jason go on a tear years ago. It's not like how we've seen Dennis go on a tear years ago. It's not like how I've seen Shane go on a tear years ago. Now, this may be the beginning of it. He's certainly capable, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up, you know, winning one, if not two events out here at least. Um, but I just I want to pump the brakes just a little bit on it, you know. Penosa? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, he's a great player and, you know, showing what kind of talent he has. I think he's still learning. You know, I mean, he, you see him, he loves these other games. He loves trying straight pull. He loves trying one pocket. You know, he's trying banks. He's learning so much more about the game that he's eventually going to add into his rotation to make it stronger and stronger. But, yeah, I think he needs to, to go out and have that uh, breakout year to be in that conversation with, Shane and Jason and, and now someone like Alvin. I mean, to me, Alvin was kind of always kind of that next year too until last year when he just blew everybody up. So, um, so yeah, I think Bader needs to have one of those um, one of those years that he wins two majors and makes my Sony Cup and performs well, whatever to be at that to be at that next at that like top five type of level. And, and I'll say this because he's he's starting twenty two. Very strong. Turning Stone Classic, he goes and plays Jason in the final whenever he was up in the final and had full control until Jason just went into, you know, bazooka mode, you know. Uh, and there's no shame in losing to Jason. Obviously, we saw what happened after Turning Stone to see what kind of gear that he has. Um, and then he, he better follows that up with winning, you know, 25000 defending his crown out there in Arizona in a format that's very, very tough to go and and uh, defend, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, but the kid is just, Mike said it right, he's just learning so much that even with a terrible format and a break, right, because that break is kind of tough with a triangle and a ref, like he still has control of the ball. He still can go and break and adapt when it comes to how he's going to go and hit that. Um, he's moving better. His safety play is improving. He's, he's, he's definitely the best jumper on the planet in my, for my money. You know, so I don't know Not what close. tools he lacks. Um, you really, you can't go and like nitpick too much about him, you know. Um, but to start off with a second, uh, a runner-up finish, and then a first-place finish at that field, uh, he's starting off 22, incredible. Yeah, we could very possibly be calling Fedor uh, Mr. 1000 in the next couple of years. Obviously, it's, it's a special talent. I just want to, want to see him get to that next level of, you know, not a burying face in the tournament spot. And then winning Arizona when he said he played horror, you know, he didn't have a good match. But he only played one really good match the whole time. Um, so you want to see him hit that gear where it's just like he's the favorite in every tournament he walks into. Then, and, and, and he's going to get there. I mean, he's got way too much talent and like, he's still learning everything. So he's going to get there. It's just once he hits that switch, then you know, it's going to be something really cool. Send that message, send that message to your I mean, he barely 22, right? Or is, You're is pretty young. 22? Pretty young. He's he a babe. He wasn't even allowed at the last derby. He wasn't even of age to be here two years ago. No. <laughs> you know? And uh, world I just read now it, it is 21 there. Because of the contract they have, they went off yeah. the water and onto the land at yeah, the I casino. Mean, there, I think he's due for a really special year, but it's so hard because you, it's it's unfair to go and compare anyone to Albin right now because what Albin did was not special to go and win major after major after three major, events, three like major that, events. You know, but he but he really he really did set a new standard. You know, but I don't think Alvin wants any part of him gambling. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed yeah. doesn't have any part of it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. 
Alvin and does anybody had been waiting a while to see Alvin. See I guess Alex does. <laughs> Alex yes, our editor Orion is going to represent Q uh, it up in the event in Wisconsin, in all the yeah. events there. Yep, I'll be playing in all of the events in Wisconsin for the Predator Tour. I'll be playing the singles, or well, the amateur eight ball, the amateur 10 ball, the amateur teams, and then I'll be playing the pro 10 ball. My goal is to win wow. one match between the four of them. I'll, I'll, I'll take the under. Yeah. <laughs> Heads. Filler and Fetter matchup, yeah. I'd like to see it too. Now, why got a dog like that? Why, why got. I'm just this kidding. is why we don't have nice give things. You a hard time, man. This I'm is why not, we don't have I'm nice not. things. But at least we have fun. Now I'm going to flip a pool. <laughs> Mike, did you did you get in any events so that you can just you can watch every event? Yeah, so I'm playing in the um, in the one pocket so I can get in and out. But I'm not expecting to go and cause any waves. I'm just going to go and enjoy it. Whoa. And you didn't you I'll didn't be, just open say I'm I'll sorry. Do you know who I am? You didn't just about, do you know who I am card? No, I don't. I don't pull the Nate card around here. Um, oh my I just, goodness! <laughs> I just show up and I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy myself and, uh, and <laughs> enjoy some uh, some table time, and that'll probably be the only time I get to hit balls while I'm here. So um, I'll be looking forward to it. But really, I'm just I'm excited to see a great week of pool. Like you know, this is this is a special event, and there's so many things that go on, you know, inside and out uh, the entire time. Well, I'm interested in how you, who you're going to play, and and how you do there. You know, so you got to let us know about that, Mike. Yeah, man, for sure. You got to start yourself on the streaming table. Yeah, Yeah, start your professional, uh, a professional pool player page. (laughs) That's that's the next goal. (laughs) I think one of the cool things about Derby City, and you're honored the whole time you like is to see you know how happy and fresh people look right now and then to look at those same people at the end of the event oh man <laughs> it, i tell you I'm it, already, takes, it takes everything out of you yeah, <laughs> yeah. How, how do you guys think after uh mr 714 did uh that he's going to have uh, enough in the tank do you think a- after that break of solid play blisters all over his feet and hands and a whole bottle of Advil. What really do you think is, we're going to find out tonight at 7.30 when he plays Shaheen. But uh, what do you think about his tank? Is it going to be half empty? He looks fresh. Like He, he looks fresh. Say, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure he hasn't did. done a thing for the last you know, two I mean, days. He's, still like, he's, he's, in his, he's, he's in his early 30s. Yeah. You know, like, it'd 32, be 33? Was, yeah, it'd be different if he was like, you know, my I age. Say De- I can't even say Dennis or Alex because Dennis and Alex can play for hours and hours, four weeks at a time without being tired. But it's not like he's Efren's age, you know. He's still when, when I seen him, he looked in good spirits, had a pep in his step, and just I mean, I don't think anybody wants to go and play him. <laughs> like okay, you know, but b- b- besides like the things and, and so he uh, might come out even stronger. I mean, would it surprise you, Rob, if he goes and snaps off the Bigfoot, you know, back-to-back, or the nine ball? I don't think it would surprise many people. Fedor, Jason. Okay. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You'll have, have to ask him how his, uh, how his leg is doing, Mike, because he told me what, that when that he almost didn't go to Turning Stone because he had uh, a strain in his, like, Achilles, the top of his Achilles up in his cap where he couldn't even touch the back of his leg and could barely walk. He told me he just kind of like limped around Turning Stone, and it was really still sore. But you know, to be up for 14 hours at a time playing straight ball, I'm assuming that that's all better. But you just wonder, you know, when you keep playing and and you're got some nagging injury, it can man, it, it can jump you, up to your pain. When I go to the mall with my daughters for a few hours, I feel like that. I don't know. How <laughs> For 14 hours, you know what I mean? Like it's, the guy's a superhuman. He's a special talent. <laughs> he's a freak, man. He's he's a freak on it. Well, it was good to hear hear that he's uh, he's hopping around there and stuff, and you know, yeah. uh, got his head held high. He's got a little bounce in his step. That's uh, yeah. I mean, that's I'm, a I'm curious. Pretty good observation. Like how, 
I'm curious to see how the Americans really respond because I wouldn't be surprised if this next string of like gauntlet events is won by nothing but Europeans. Honestly, right. and I and I said like I wouldn't be surprised if if a Federer even won the one pocket. I was gonna say if a one pocket is won by yeah. European, we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I would not be surprised because the way the, those guys bank the balls and and run balls so good. You know, or just a Filipino. It's an American races, or Filipino doesn't win. Yeah, it is. It is. So, yeah. um, it's gambling. Yeah. So I guess is, one is other Chip Compton this... entered in the one pocket there, Mike? No, I think Chip's uh, Chip's going to uh, Romero's place out there in Louisiana. He's getting ready for his match with Justin Hall, okay. and then playing in uh, in a tournament that is right after Derby. So I think he's. I think he's traveling right now. Huh. Well, there's one person that should be there. Then. What were you saying, Nate? Uh, I was going to say, there's there's one more thing I wanted to discuss uh, yeah. about the Arcadia Open, I guess. Um, how about Nayuki Oi? That, uh, that shout. How about that? 14 yeah. to 13. <laughs> you see that one? Yeah. Uh, you you got you to gotta know what I'm talking about, Mike. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty exciting. No, I saw it, I saw it live because... Uh, this guy was live on Facebook at the time. So I'm watching it in the moment and CSI's post was a little misleading because they missed early on. Like Oi missed, I think within the first four, I can't remember what number it was, maybe like two or something he misses. So then they're going neck and neck from there. I think he'll go second. So he's got a chance to close them out on the back end of four, right? If he makes number four, he's done. Then it's, it's four, three and it's over. Yep. Um, and, and he misses it, and he shoots to the right. He misses it, and then it ends up being sudden death. And then from there, I guess it was like 10 or 11 straight innings of just made, made pots. And the crazy thing about it is that Oi's fundamentals are like worse than Dennis are Brave. terrible. Like, yes. He's just shifting and left and right. So he's doing a samurai sword. Like, like he's, got, so he's got his whipping around above his head. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Jesus is just smooth, man. Like just smoothing him in yeah. over, and you think like, okay, this is it because the kid just came back with it. Zoy in the hole, you know. And it, I mean, there was time, and you know, like in a shootout, there's moments when like you see the jaw kind of you know rattling up, and then it would take, and I'd be like, oh man, who's gonna go and flinch first? It was pretty special, and I think that's the beauty of and the genius behind what those guys at CSI are doing. And I think this is a case where they know better than the players because the players hate that player. And that's, that's being, you know, polite about it. They hate that format. They think they know better when it comes to how it ought to be done, right? But this is translating into viewers. That one video from Predator had like 400,000 views on it, man. You know? I'll tell you what, you were, pool was relevant. All the way around. If pool was relevant, Vegas. that would have made ESPN. There's no way. Yeah, there's way. That, yeah. There's no way it doesn't make ETI. If pool was relevant, that that would be on PTA and Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon would be ripping apart, like, like, just talking Whenever, like, about, about his samurai sword shot. <laughs> we went. We were in Vegas doing like live streaming on the side, and we ended up catching Chang's and Graves, like whatever it was, like 17 straight or something, 16 straight, something like that, and. That was that was really special, but what people didn't see was yeah, that entire area was full of people. I mean, it was jam-packed in there whenever there's a shootout. And it's like that so many times, and it's not just with both players. Like, it's with the quote-unquote, you know, no name or, you know, not as, you know, not as highly recognized players. When, when the shootouts come, people want to watch, man. You know, they really found something here in that format where it really makes it exciting from beginning to end, and you see players play differently when they're playing a race to four. You just do, because right away, it's torqued up pressure. Yeah, know? out of the box. Immediate. They, they got it immediate. The first ball they shoot is like the last rack, and it's hill-hill. And those the stable compound. I, I would like to see in the shootout uh, a shot from the center of the table as the third shot, you know. Go yeah, from the right another. side, the left side, then the center of the table. More difficult shot for one of those three three turns at the table. 
I don't think you'd have eleven or twelve in a row doing that. No, I think I think I have to play four rails. I think the the third shot should be a four rail. That'd be fun. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Or how about a jump um, shot, Nate? How would that do for you? (laughs) Well, I got a better chance then. So I guess. uh, is there anything else anybody wanted to discuss about the Acadia? I, I mean, another great event for Predator. Predator's doing amazing things. This tour looks like it has some serious promise, and it looks like it's here I mean, that's... They had, they that's, had like, I think, 12 spots open for the next event. So that's awesome to go and see that now. It's starting to fill up. It's kind of unfortunate well, that it's mostly from European players and, and, you know, people outside the U.S., but, you know, regardless, there there's great players and that entering and... And Europeans had money was sold, yes. Yeah, yeah, the dead money. And and the viewers can watch, uh, they can watch a pay-per-view on AccuStats for the matches where you are at now at the Derby, Mike. Is that correct? Yeah, they can, well, they can watch uh, the TV table. That's it. I think there's like, it's still pretty, you know, stone age to think that out of all these tables that are here, you only got one being streamed. So okay. that part it's pretty gross. is frustrating is not even the word for it. But but I but I also know that they, they are doing um, something with digital pool where live streamers, but to be honest with you, when I walked in the room maybe like two hours ago or so when they're in the middle of banks, like you have players doing this to the tablets, like trying to figure out like how to go and do it. And I don't know how many times out of all the players that I saw going and doing that, like trying to go and figure out the tablet. They were like, like yeah, you can visibly see that they're annoyed with it and frustrated with it when they're not even wanting to do it. So I'm curious okay. to see how that'll go and turn out. But yeah, they do a good job though on the TV table. I'm for that. So it's just one table that's streamed. Yeah, and right now, until they get done with the big foot, that's all they're going to be showing until it's done. And then as soon as it's over, they'll take that table out and bring in the nine footer, and then they'll be showing everything else: banks, nine ball, one pocket, you name it. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, so I guess, uh, do, do we want to discuss uh, the Music City Open at all? Does anybody have any thoughts on that? I mean, congrats to I mean, Shane I, Wolford, but it's it, it's a it's a bar table event when he should have been at the Predator Open with all the major players. I'm going to argue with that. And, and, I'll, and, and, and I'll see... I'll see Hennessy go online on social media saying, like, replying to Emily Frazier's comments, how about me from Moscone Cup? How about me from Moscone Cup? How about you go and play on, on yeah. the tables with everybody else in the world? And yeah, and it's, it's a, and, 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 I, and I think it's a conscious decision by those guys, smart business-wise, to go and avoid it intentionally for the sake of trying to go and make more money. So I'm not going to knock them for that because it's smart. But it's like, then you can't, <laughs> you can't go and be compared to the best players in the country or in the world if you're, for lack of a better word, dodging. You know? Valley but, 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 yeah, no, I've never played on diamonds, but Shane, to his credit, did go and play, a, did go and play a lot last year. You know, I just, I wish I would have yeah. seen him go and play um, that event now in Tucson. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting, but, like, I'm perfectly okay with, like, uh, Shane or Justin Mason or anybody like that, you know, just, you know, at the end of the day, like, they're, they're going to a lot of these events basically to donate, and, you know, they, there's no reason they can't take, you know, 9th through 16th or even 7th, 8th to have a really good event, you know, somewhere in there, but, um, you know, I, I'm okay with them taking these shots at a, a tournament every now and then, because, you know, if they take that three, four, five thousand dollars that make... And they reinvent in their career. That gives them three, you know, that gives them three bolts at a predator event. You know, so you play one of those crap. Yeah, but then you can't use that. You can't use that that win or that finish as like a badge of honor at the end of the year to go and be talked about for a Moscone Cup or anything when it comes to top players. Like, you can't. I I don't. It's like that. That's fine to go and like fill back up the bank account. But then (laughs) I I don't. I don't know if I you, you did anything against anybody. Well, I'll say this. I don't know if I agree with you just because just because of the fact that, you know, who, like, give me the give the resume of why Tyler Chris made the team last year. Did he like did, did either well, one of them have a win on their resume that was as good as Shane Wolford winning Music City Open? I mean, Tyler, the second place at uh, the Austin yes. Open. Yes. Yes. What, where? What was it? <laughs> 
just by nature of competing in those top events on a big table with the good players. You, go. you know, the Music City Open, we should refer to those tournaments as fundraisers. Because that's what they are. They're fundraisers well, for these guys that's what I'm saying. to raise yeah, the money I'm to go yeah. to these other events. If you want to be, listen, if you want to be a pro player, if you want to be a pro player, this is what you got to do. You have to invest the yeah. time. You got to invest the money. If you don't want to do that, then that's fine. I understand that. But don't come and talk to me about missed opportunities or you should be considered because, no, you really shouldn't. So, well, so it seems if you're going to be on the pro tour, you need to approach it that way. And the Europeans so treat themselves as pro athletes trying to be on a pro the tour. Only thing, the only thing to that, Mike, is that I'll say that they're not going to give any credit, at least like publicly, about the weight of, of Tucson because it's a 10-ball event. You know, so for that sake of argument, you know, that that's the leg they got to, go, to kind of go back and, and stand on. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, still, it, it's still seeing how they go and match up against the top players on this. Right. right? Because, well, so, know, Mike, let me ask you this question. I know the Chinese players here, but still. Yeah. Mike, let me ask you this question then. So at the end of the year, let's say let's say uh, Chris has a season similar to last year where he doesn't have a stable win on his resume. Do you think that Music City Open gives Shane Wolford a leg up on Chris if Chris goes to a tournament and doesn't make the final 16? Do you think that that should be taken into account? Not at all. No, I, I, no, I don't. I, I, I don't know if I disagree. I don't. I don't know if I disagree with you. I'm just. I, I'm. Asking no, I'm not. I'm not looking. I'm not looking at it as. I'm not looking at it as Shane versus Chris. I'm looking at it as Shane versus any other American player who should be considered for Moscone. If you want to be considered yeah, for Moscone, you play in the events to get you considered for Moscone. Don't bring me your Music City resume because I'm not interested. Now that we have this, now that we have that, tell us how you really uh, feel, Mike. Jim's not here. Somebody's got to do it. There you go. And now, but the only thing, the only thing is, is like, this is a bad timing for me. I'm not even really making an argument. I'm kind of just playing devil's advocate. because I'm on the same page as you, actually. So, um, like, this right. is a bad time for my argument, right? Because the matchroom calendar is up and you know exactly how to qualify if you're an American. But last year, let's say that matchroom isn't available and that is, you know, we're yes, still, sir. you know, we're still asking the question how they'll be make the Moscone Cup team if you're an American. Then, you know, maybe, maybe it's different then. I don't know. I, I mean, I really don't. I... Yeah, maybe I say take the, take the new system let's go forward. Yeah, but like if, if, if that's the case, then. At the end of the year, if it's close, then you start splitting hairs, right? Like, I'm going to give a lot more weight to going, you know, halfway deep in a in Predator events because of, of how, you know, deep the talent pool is versus winning a bar table event when nobody showed up there. You know? Yep. Yep. I your agree. Big, your big win is, when your big win is you're playing against, against, yeah, Hennessy and Shane McMahon, you're probably, you're probably not uh, – Nope. I, like Sorry. I said, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate. I don't actually believe my argument, but I, I think that there's at least – I think you could at least make an argument that if, if the resumes are the same and they're not good, then, you know, take a regional fundraiser event, as you like to call it, and <laughs> maybe you can take them to account. But I maybe maybe can. I don't know. I guess that uh, – I mean, I like the idea that we're talking about the music to be open and you're calling it a fundraiser. I like that because that means that we're getting little events that actually mean something it's good. It's yeah, good I mean, state for pool. It's a good, it's a good problem to go and have, you know. But there's always going to be those guys who are, you know, what I would consider like, you know, third tier regional players who just want to go and play bar table events, and that's how they want to go and make their living, and that's fine. Like, you know, be that, be that guy. Yeah, no problem with it. But then don't go and complain that you're not considered for. Don't make, yeah, know, don't make a YouTube video talking about how you want to play. You're doing that. Somebody on the Moscow Cup team, right? <laughs> But I, so, but I think he would play, Chris. <laughs> I think yeah. he will. I'm sure he would. Yeah, but um, I, I that's uh, that really that has that's everything on my calendar as far as stuff that we uh, needed to talk about. Is there anything any you guys want to discuss? Uh, next decision to shave. Shave. <laughs> decision. Cleaning up. Trying to be like yeah. Nathan. Shave. <laughs> it's time to it's time to manscape up. You guys can check there my sweet go. pool room. Very Bang nice. a couple balls on the rails today. Nice. 
So, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, what is, oh, Rob's shaving. Oh, yeah, uh, we'd probably do a, well, I won't do a Manscaped ad. I will just play one when we go out of here. So we have one saved. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, thanks for joining me, guys, and uh, have some fun, Mike. Don't have too much fun. Have Melina, fun I want to hear from you. I want if, some uh, messages. I want some sure. DMs. Oh, Piaches. Hey, pleasure, boys. Yeah, we'll, we'll catch up, man. Um, yeah, man, we'll do some Mike, more stuff I'm, this week. I'm telling sure. you. I'm going to try to like, I make finals. I'm going to try to just do a bunch of stuff this week. So Good. I'm try to bring a different uh, a different Derby City to guys' homes, you know? Yeah. Give it a shot. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mike, and if I make the final 16 Wisconsin, you got it. I want you on a plane to come up here and uh, cheer me on with pom-poms, all right? If and if I play in it, get my eyes fixed I'll, and play in it, I'll, and I play Nate, <laughs> we're going to stream it. Is your head already shaved? It is. Uh, you know, that, that was part of the joke, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If, if, you, if I make the final 16, you got to finally send me some pocket gear. Oh, you'll get that either way, buddy. So. <laughs> but we'll gamble something. We'll, 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 we'll make it friendly. We, we can, we can have fun with it. We can have fun with it. Find, find a right. manufacturer of white pool gloves, please. Somebody for me, will you? <laughs> we'll, we'll work on I that. need a white and a yellow pool glove so that I don't shoot the wrong ball on the hill again. There you go. Rob can tell the difference between white and yellow and dudes. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, yeah, we're going to get out of here. So thanks everybody for tuning in back soon. Yep. yep. Thanks, everybody, for joining in here, and uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Cheers. Well, the shop, the shop podcast was Boy. definitely more fun than this. Well, guys, guess what? We get to do an awesome Manscaped ad. I've been waiting for this. You are excited. I can, I, I'm telling you what I, it's like, it's like a three-year-old on Christmas morning. Just wait, just waiting for Pinoza to be able to talk about the lawnmower 4.0 and Melina <laughs> hasn't even smiled since we, since he found out that we had to do this. So, uh, how are you feeling Melina? Mm. Mm. That's all I got. <laughs> mm. Jim, how are you feeling? I even prepared some before and after pictures that I'll uh, post later on. Yeah, we'll we'll post those to the uh, we'll post those really? to the, the I just, up page. I just want to know what three year old on Christmas is using this. That's what I'm saying. What are you talking? About? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm just talking I'm not, the level I'm of not, excitement. I'm not sure. I'm not no. sure the child reference is really appropriate. Wow! Yeah. Instantly kicked off. It's, yeah, exactly. That's, think, like, you won't have I to just, do this again, Nate, because you just lost yeah. your sponsorship. <laughs> well, until we lose it. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. <laughs> so you, as the viewer, can show your support for the Cue It Up podcast by going to manscaped.com, where you have the opportunity to get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code QITUPPOD. You could get yourself an amazing lawnmower 4.0. And Jim says, your balls will thank you. So how do we do this? What is the Manscaped 4.0? The Manscaped 4.0 is the best men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. There it is, Jim. Show it off. Check that Damn. out. Melina's mm. like, it's sweet. Mm. I promise a you, you could shave the hair off a balloon with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. We, we tested it. We have, you we can't have the buy video. these kind of testimonials. Let me tell you. No, you <clears throat> the lawnmower awesome. 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code QITUPPOD. 
at manscaped.com. And that is going to be right in the chat. So check it out there. And if we get a bunch of these, you are going to be able to support us with actual funding for the podcast from Manscaped. So please take the opportunity. Awesome. Turn it on, Jim. Fly it across the screen, loud and proud.